Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com You'll also find me on Alan Watt Sentient Sentinel EU on July the 6th, 2007. When you go over the history of all the events leading up to where we've got to now, you will find tremendous planning went in to the creation of this particular era in which we're living, the time of changes, a time of change that would rock the world eventually. Back in the 1950s and 60s and through the 70s, and I've got older books too, many of the authorized authors, that's why they're called authors, from the big think tanks, the big foundations that are all interconnected, you will find, going back to the same capstone on the pyramid. They put out lots of books on their agenda and the creation of a new society. They were doing it before World War II with the Royal Institute of International Affairs. And after World War II, they, they stepped up the process because they thought they could rush a society ahead even faster, thinking that everyone was so sick of war, which was true enough, that we'd all capitulate to a global government, which they like to call governance in their publications. They wrote about the creation of a world, a new super-tribe. They brought top philosophers in to other think-type meetings. They, they brought in ethnologists, zoologists, and every other ologist you can imagine to give them histories and advice on how to create this world of the super-tribe. Since this particular system was being authorized from the top, like the old elite, it was quite natural that they look into the control factors of society, which they had to make sure would always work for them, as we go through the changes into this creation of a world super-tribe. They were well aware of cultural clashes, they were well aware of the problems that mass migrations would cause with existing populations of different cultures yet they thought that this was all worthwhile it had to be done, therefore they would do it they'd speed up the process, they said, of nature a term used by the occult societies from the most ancient times in other words, they'd try and predict where nature would take society over millions of years and just speed up the process. The difference being that they thought they could control the conflicts that would arise and overcome them. Different methods of overcoming the conflicts were discussed heavily. And of course, terrorism, the oldest trick in the book, was thought to, to be very useful because they knew from experience in previous empires when there's no one else to fight they look for enemies within and they create this thing called terrorism generally they fund the terrorists sometimes who are patsies other times they, they're psychopaths who work for them and know they won't be caught but as long as some enemy is blamed or some other individual is blamed then it fulfills its purpose of creating this fear among society Society then looks to the government to help and save them, and the governments are too happy to comply. So it was all discussed. Now, they also talked about the control factors of military and police over society, because 
in such a, a phase, you have to pay a police force, a massive police force, very well, give them a military-type training, and you also have to have an actual military as well. And within the super-tribe that they talked about, the global super-tribe, through cultural indoctrination, through standardized indoctrination at school, I'm talking about worldwide here, they would pull the types that they wanted from to create the new super-tribe military, the new brotherhood. And it's all based on tribal instincts. When you understand that the tribal instincts and how men will, will bond together in times of conflict. And the thing is that once they're on the roll and going and have been bloodied a few times, the bonding becomes incredibly strong and they see themselves as a different species almost from the general population. After the Middle Ages, or the, the, at least after the Templar Wars and the various escapades into the Middle East, which have never really stopped, have they, with the Crusades. They were roving bands of mercenaries and armies as they were making their way back from the Middle East. They went through Europe, pillaging and plundering and raping. And many of those top leaders became the knights of the day and eventually became lords because of all the loot that they stole. And the reason that this worked in this fashion, as I say, is because the men were bonded. They'd lost contact with natural social interaction amongst the population. They saw themselves as a brotherhood apart. And this technique is actually used in the military in peacetime and wartime. The first thing a recruit is told is that they're special now. Special. They're not a member of the public they're private. And their new family happens to be those around them. Families can only bond when they help each other out in times of crisis. And in the military, the person next to you and behind you and in front of you is ultimately responsible to an extent for your life and you for them. That's how the technique works. It's very simple, well understood, and it has been for thousands of years at least. So they talked about the creation of the super army within the super tribe, which would control society as we went through the massive changes. Even more recent studies of dictatorships have shown that the dictators themselves understood these sciences because generally before a dictatorship begins or a revolution takes over and wins and dominates there's a a period of indoctrination goes on amongst the youth when times are tough it's the best time to recruit the youth into an army or a police force. Most of the young they recruit really couldn't make it very well above the average person in the lower classes. And yes, there are classes, let's not kid ourselves here. Therefore, when they're given a chance to be special and to have certain powers over others, a person who feels generally helpless it can become a problem to society when they're given power and authority. And they will generally do whatever they're told to the population they run over, regardless of the social norms amongst the society which they're dominating and running. Dictators know that they have to initially get the indoctrination set up at school. We saw this with the the 
Communist Youth Party and how those particular ones would turn their parents in. In fact, they'd kill their parents probably, a lot of them, if they were told. Completely different kind of indoctrination than the parents had. And these sciences are well understood. The same happened before World War II when the Nazi party created the Hitler Youth. Perfectly well. It actually was modelled after the Communist Youth Party. It was also modelled after, to an extent, even Boy Scouts. It was a time you see in the early 1900s from London initially. Uh, this movement began to get very young people at school, around the age of 12 or even younger, and put them in uniform for that which was to come, to get them used to wearing uniforming, being uniform, because when you wear a uniform, you lose your personal identity. You become a mass group think person, uh, an authorized mob, a disciplined mob, basically, that does what they're told by a leader. All science is perfectly well understood. I spoke once to a man who was in the Hitler Youth, and he was in, he was from Poland originally. And he said something quite naturally, and truthfully said, um, he grew up in poverty. People forget so easily because they're not told about it, especially the young, that the Great Depression didn't really end until World War II started all over Europe and to a great extent parts of the States too in Canada. So this particular fellow was brought up in the pretty average family at the bottom and given his first set of new, not second-hand, not used, clothing. Or as they say today, previously worn, like the, like the cars. Yeah, pre- previously worn clothing. And therefore, he had tremendous admiration for these people who were concerned about him. Because in a society where everyone's scrabbling for a, a living and quarrels break out between families over money and all the rest of it, to come into a disciplined organization, which all tyrants know, a disciplined organization which gives them time on an individual level too, and gives them a form of respect. Uh, they're they're sold. They're they're bought and sold. They're sold to the idea of the group and the ideals that are then instilled in them of the group. Once five to ten years of this have gone on, then you have a really hardcore indoctrinated group that become the military. A group basically you can't reason with because of their indoctrination and their complete loyalty to the uniform they wear. This technique has been used again. I knew 20 years ago when video games were being pushed on the youth, deliberately designed to be addictive, which they are. But more importantly, knowing that they'd been designed primarily for military purposes to desensitize recruits from the natural instinct not to kill, it was to change them to kill automatically. That's what video games were designed for initially. It was the military. But I knew 20 years ago, as I say, that a generation would grow up, and when they were hitting 20, they'd be tremendous troubles. 
because then something had to happen. It was a deliberate exercise pushed from the top. Because believe you me, if the top didn't want a generation planned and, and planned to grow up desensitized to killing, then it wouldn't happen. If they wanted to turn it back for some strange reason to a Victorian standards, they'd do so. And that goes for everything in your culture. They would give you that culture. But they gave a different culture, a culture where people are addicted to games. The, the, the incredible amount of time and hours in their life they spend on games and all the time they're being conditioned and they're given the worst kinds of music gradually deteriorating to give almost a savage society this was all intentional because all of these things are part of culture creation and control which the elite know they have experts employed to study all of this and they have for hundreds if not thousands of years they don't allow anything to happen that could possibly make them lose control of society with the Hitler youth and the communist youth those youth who grew up after the particular revolution, whether it's a Hitler one, the Nazi revolution, or the communist one, didn't know of a previous way of life. This was their time. Every child born thinks of their existence as their time. So they had no idea of how things were. They had no idea uh, that just a few years ago people actually claimed they had rights. They had no idea that the average citizen had rights. And not only that, because of their indoctrination, they didn't care. Might becomes right. They're given their set of rules to go by. They're given a culture for them, the military super tribe. And it happens so well, it's all designed by experts. The recruit doesn't really understand what's happening to them, but they will feel good about it because it's designed to make the individual feel tremendously good about themselves. The average recruit coming into the military by 2010 at 18 years old will have been nine years old when the twin trade towers went down. He or she's been brought with video games in a culture where the bonding process has been all but destroyed. And yet everyone craves the bonding. That's why the military will give them that bonding, something, again, all tyrants have always known. Children do crave a form of leadership, a purpose, and it's given to them by those who understand the science. So those recruits will not ever have known a time and they certainly won't remember a time before terrorism was the norm and that police searches were the norm or that there was such a thing, even though it was a, a con game, called democracy or anything else, doesn't matter what it's called they won't know and they won't be taught it either their time will be then that, that is there now and their superiors will give them 
their rules and they will be unable to understand previous times and previous rules. It's all antique and antiquated to them. It's been said many times, you can take away a man's gods, but nature will conquer by finding new ones. In mass states, the leader can't help but be deified by the people. In a world mass state, this also will happen because tremendous conflict and crisis must on a continuous basis must be speeded up until it's never the occurrence until people are neurotic and living in fear for their saviour to come that's part of the reason that between ages or systems, changes or upgrades you might call it we have all kinds of religions coming to the fore with a promise of salvation and saving from the worst of what's to come this happens over and over down through history in all cultures because when human reason reaches the end of its searches it can't search any further for answers it falls back on the unconscious part of the brain unconscious doesn't mean dead to the world it means that's the big sea where all thoughts, all knowledge resides all your dreams come from, all the things that you might not do in real life in a dream will come from. It's where it manifests from. The American Indians, with their ghost dance, believed and hoped in a, a sense of desperation that all the dead warriors from previous generations would all come back and help them much like Lord of the Rings in the final episode where the dead come back to fight the war and win there's a Masonic meaning to that of course because the dead are the majority of the public to the high occultists and they use the ordinary people to fight their wars and they classify them as the dead. All great dictatorships at this particular stage have used pictures or photographs or busts or images of their great leaders which were placed all over the streets and towns and cities to remind the people that the the new substitute God is watching them who he'll know their thoughts even in many dictatorship countries they'd even put photographs on the entrance doors to hotels or to your apartment building you'd see them everywhere you went the big brother image and also great big pictures in the the streets and high buildings today it's the same technique only they're using and letting us know too that there are cameras everywhere same technique you see to make you feel tremendously small observed by superiors who might even know your your very thoughts that's what they're striving to make you believe you don't change a formula 
when you know it works. That's why they will always use the same formulas, slightly varying in form. Today it's technology, but it's the same symbology. Because the state and the world state cannot gain total power until it has isolated every individual from each other. That's the point of the mass state in a totalitarian structure. They want a system where the government employees can contact you directly and no one else is standing in their way. Isolation of the individual is imperative for this purpose. That's why the children are being trained at school to go along with the group. Whatever the group do is authorized from the top. What their political correctness is at the time is authorized from the top. And everyone in the group better agree. Or you're isolated or shunned by the rest. You're an outcast. You, you're deviant from the rest, you see. We already saw this stage years ago when they began talking about terrorists could be loners. Loners. And good heavens, they might even be thinkers. As in unique thinkers. And we can't have that, can we? The old religions served very, very well the power structure of an elite all the way down through thousands of years into the feudal system. The feudal system really was always there. And no matter what happened, if the state or the church decided to burn you at the stake, there was always a priest there to comfort you on your way out, even though the priesthoods were authorizing it. The double think again. We saw the same thing in the Soviet system, and it also happened in the communist Chinese system, which is still there. Both set up by the same powers from London and the US, New York and Washington, where they would take in what had been leaders who'd fallen from grace and put them on trial, show trials for the public, always show trials. And these people would con confess to everything exactly the same way as George Orwell had it written down in his book 1984. They'd confessed the most ridiculous things in public. And the main thrust was how deviant they were. Deviant from the other side, you see, meaning they're not part of the groupthink norm. That's what it's all coming down to. And that is why those who can still remember a few years ago when there was at least the semblance and at least the ritual of rights, we had to go through rituals of law, etc., to keep your rights, at least to see if you even had them, but they had to go through the formulas to please the public, you, you'll find that most folk already have forgotten that phase. They don't remember much at all. And that's why those people who do remember have a hard time communicating to those who don't. It's no different from a computer program that you constantly upgrade. It changes the program. It gets rid of the old and brings in the new. And people are overloaded today with just data, streaming data from the trick of the elect, electricity, radio in the mornings, communications during the day, 
television and internet at night. Data, 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 but primarily, primarily the the main data is coming from what we call news. And if it's not on the news and you tell them something which should be self-evident, even if it's in front of their face, uh, it can't be true because the news would have told them. The news truly is doing their reasoning for them now, as Brzezinski said it would. Religion, with all of its control factors, so well understood and so heavily used by those who understand, also has a downside for the controllers, which they always have been aware of, of course. And that is, if they gave a religion to the people with a rules from a deity, a supra-mundane deity, then the people would have to decide where to follow the rules of the state or the rules of their deity. And that could cause conflict and problems. That is why, when you come down to a scientific world state, where science becomes the deity and the scientist the new priesthood, the fear of God is replaced by the fear and terror of the state. When Aldo Huxley gave his speech at Berkeley University in the 60s on the scientific dictatorship, when he mentioned that he saw no reason why a scientifically-led dictatorship could not last forever. He was well informed. He understood the sciences that go into the creation of a culture in the preparationary stages, the preparatory stages, to make this happen. He knew because he was involved He was one of the many, 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 many professors and experts involved in this. He had access to all of the studies and the archives of previous times, the formulas, the psychology of it all, the sociology of it all. He knew that with the preparations that were already underway in his day, as they broke society down from the old culture with the hippie movement, the rock and roll, the drugs, the free love, as it was coined, the term was coined by H.G. Wells in one of his first books in the late 1800s when he worked for the same institutions. Then Huxley knew that this could be pulled off because you must break from the old to grab the new those ones will accept more and their children can accept a lot more too especially in a society where they knew they were creating the breakdown of the family unit when there's no family unit then you're isolated and the state becomes more powerful Most people go through their lives and their thoughts really are not their own. They might have their own reactions to circumstances within their lives, but their core beliefs and understandings are not their own. They're projected and marketed into them all their lives, and they don't know. just as they used the morality plays of the Middle Ages where travelling troops went from city-state to city-state with a charter from the king they were licensed in other words they couldn't come up with new plays outside of the Bible 
because the king, of course, wanted the people to just get the laws, you see, of the front man, uh, this, this god that really was to save the king himself and maintain his powers on earth. So morality plays were performed monotonously for centuries. People mimic what they see. The young definitely do watch any of the youth and watch any youngster at two, three years of age and some music comes on, you'll see them dancing away if the television's on as, as they dance on television and they'll try and emulate whatever kind of dance they see no matter how silly it is they'll try and do it it's mimicry and they grow up mimicking and copying and adapting never really deciding because they have a limited quantity to decide from it doesn't occur to them that that's the purpose of the culture they live in to give them limitations on choices of everything even when they think they're getting more there's no such thing as new when it comes to the culture creation industry that goes back and is recorded as far back as the days of Plato music drama, the arts the performing arts literature all of these things give you the culture you live in and the thoughts and whatever religion is prevalent as far back as the 1800s when they brought out theosophy it was authorized to be there and Blavatsky the dramatist was put out to spearhead it they knew it would take a good hundred years for it to take off it was a start you see for a new religion because they always give you a new religion for a new era and theosophy was meant to eventually, as she said herself, blend the religions of the East with the West and eventually to cross spirit with science. Science was a big part of this. Science could eventually, and they knew it then. These people don't live in hope. They know things because they have a lot of inventions way ahead of what the public's ever told about at the time. That's how you truly maintain power. But she, she knew that, that science would take over to an extent the role of religion. And that's why the scientists today can pretty well recreate anything or simulate anything that used to be mentioned in religion or religious experiences or even the effects of possession or poltergeist. And that's what I say, you know, even if you experience them, you have to check out, is this a little test that's been done on you? Because, lo and behold, the powers that be have admitted that they've used individuals in all societies as guinea pigs without their knowledge to test a lot of this equipment over many, many, many years they can literally direct a thought right into your head or perhaps a vision they can also alter the mood of any individual or or whole nations of individuals by putting secondary signals along a carrier signal such as harp and altering the frequency up or down a little bit to make you happy or depressed or even stuporose or tired powers of the air eh? 
getting back to the original point I was making at the beginning of the talk to do with the youth growing up not knowing of the immediately preceding culture and the, the, the norms that existed at that time they take everything as normal from birth really everything is normal that they're born into it must be normal it's here and they're all doing the same thing so it has to be normal and that's how simple it is they have no remembrance of anything else especially when their education has deliberately pooled all relevant data to do with conflicts or rights of the peoples or anything like that from the history books as John Dewey a long long time ago said they would that was their goal so you have a naive population growing up thinking it's always kind of been this way somehow that's about as far as the average youngster will think Rumsfeld when asked and others of the, the top clique the front man that we see when asked also said the same thing that this might be a war of a hundred years a hundred years war where have we heard that before it has connotations of something that's happened before doesn't it and you see the hundred years war vastly changed society incredibly so turned it upside down and you have this military class this feudal system emerging from the end of it with its plunder and its booty and a subjugated population they know what they're doing at the top the end justifies the means and any means will be used to, to bring this off that's the sad part of it they have politics in their hands science in their hands technology all weaponries including the invisible ones and even the ones of the mind not a pretty picture don't look like the American Indians did for the supernatural intervention of a return of ancestors to help you win this don't look for the lone cowboy riding into town to do it all for you it's just as I say the same as nature you can't take the gods away without it popping up again and the, the nature of man has been always to look for someone to do it for him a messiah the mass man will always reformulate into the mass man yet society truly is about the individual when individual rights go there are no rights at all and that means that you often have not just the right but the necessity of disagreeing with others without conflict but it has always meant down through the ages that you must be wary of the tendencies in society for evil to try and conquer if we were to go through even a 50 years war the generations that would grow up thinking it's all quite natural to have guys in stormtroopers clothing the SS wearing balaclava black ski masks which used to be used by criminals now it's supposedly the good guys that are using them to hide their faces from the public 
wrong is right, right is wrong. Everything can be turned right round. And most folk will adapt without noticing. Isn't that amazing? He used to call a, a criminal a hood, because he'd wear a hood or a mask. Now, our saviors in black executioner-colored clothing are going to save us. That's a very ominous sign. And since I've been brought up with these video games, look at the characters in the video games. And what is a video game? What is it? Like the old coding of the Vikings with the six kings, V1, Viking, and Roman numerology lead up their empire for the future V-I-V-D-O God the sixth God it's always the same things hidden down through the ages but it's an impersonalized one because the characters on the video are not even real Yet the, the youngsters relate to them, this impersonal, soulless object. And they want to become like that. We should think about that. There's no personalities in these manufactured characters. Very dangerous. Because you'll end up with an army as robotic as the characters on the screen in the game. devoid of all human natural empathy and characteristics. Being human, of course, we want to see everything happen in our own lifetime. We want immediate results. Yet we've got to understand that this has been going on for a long time. This whole preparationary stage, in fact, was was happening before any of us were born. And yet, I admit, and I know, we're almost at the end of the line, as I say. the time for passing information on to generation to generation is almost over. And yet, it's a change within the individual that causes the changes in other individuals. Instead of sitting back and waiting for something else to do it for you. It's like throwing a pebble into a pond and watching the ripples spread. Each person can affect those around them, including parents, to their children. And they go off to university with other ideas and might ask questions of the teacher and might even argue with the teacher and present some facts that can't be repudiated It's always with the individual, with lots of little stones, each one causing ripples, until all those ripples start connecting. That's how you change society. And I know time is against us, but it still can be done if there's enough will there to do it. By those who are willing to cause a ripple, rather than going along with the crowd to be accepted and being a robot 
seeing robotic things to keep some form of societal peace because we're running out of it and we're in a time but we're not going to be allowed any peace. We have to look at our own natures and accept that no one in the world is perfect. We all have our traits and characteristics, our temptations. But if you look around you, within the society which is broken, the people at the bottom try to emulate those at the top in their own personal lives by domination through various techniques. Everyone at the bottom is dominated by those who rule the money system. That can happen at the bottom too. With whoever holds the purse. It can be dominated by anger. Which makes most folk back off. And anger is a form of controlling others especially wild displays of it. When those at the top display their fury and anger at the public, all hell will break loose. Hitler himself said that if the German people were not fit enough by his Darwinist theories if they weren't fit enough to dominate the rest of the world then they weren't fit to survive and hence he took all of Germany down with him before he took himself and even that's debatable It's also prevalent right down the strata from the guy at the top or the boss man to those guys who question you for ID cards and want to inspect your cars or whatever else to make you feel and know, to make you know really that you have no rights, you're nothing. You're a social insurance number on a list subject number so and so and they don't want you looking them in the eyes because well that's animal behavior see and that's a threat to them you're challenging their authority by looking something that's superior in the eyes this was the norm I don't know if no people know this right up through royalty right up through King George's time and beyond it was tremendously impertinent uh, a, a taboo with consequences if you looked the king in the eyes you should see the movie The Madness of King George based on fact and the histories of the time you'll see that there Special forces are trained that if they get captured, never to look their interrogators in the eyes. The interrogators get off on power. And they get animalistically angry if you look at them in the eye.
and challenged their authority by a look. And yet, these characters at the top talk about how evolved we are as they use the same techniques that have been used for thousands of years and have the same instincts and traits. The citizenry too, the citizens will also turn each other in during conflicts, just like they did with the witch trials in Salem, where each one diverts the attention to a neighbour who then points to another neighbour in the hope that the judge's eyes will leave them and look at the one they're pointing to. This is the fear product that sets in and is produced by terror of inquisition. If this is allowed to to become the norm at this stage of scientific development, then it's game over for everyone. Because once a generation grows up from scratch in a world where anti-terrorism and searches and inquisitions happens to be the norm there's nothing to compare the reality to there's no history no experience to, to compare it to remotely in fact and it becomes worse which the elite know and all the think tanks and all their Courtesans at the court know because there's nothing new in this technique except the amount of sciences they're now using on the public from aerial spraying and silence. They won't talk about it. To inoculations, to altering your food to putting fluoride in your water. And the list goes on and on and on. All for control purposes. To lower the IQ and to destroy individual thinking processes. That's the sad news. And that's the bad news. I don't say, don't worry about it, sit back and God will protect you. They always say that God helps those who help themselves. Why would a deity give you all the abilities you have and then save you because you won't use them? those things which affect societies and alter the courses of societies come from individuals. The majority are never mentioned in history books. That's another trick of indoctrination is to give you always certain people in famous names until you disregard anyone else that talks unless they also become famous the star syndrome and that's why they gave you stars in your eyes the expert society individuals pass on information individuals alter the lives of those around them they stay in the memories of those they affect That's what it's all about, and it better be fast, and the ripples must start, and the demands be made. Demands that those 
who wish authority over the rest of the public, from your local council to a school board right up to the very top, including the United Nations, that always shout about democracy, and yet the UN wasn't elected by the public of any country. We must demand that they are tested for their psychopathic traits and their will for power and domination and corruption. We must also demand to know what organizations they belong to. All the international ones, why should they run for anything local, national or otherwise, if they're already pledged and have given their allegiance by oaths to internationalism, not just internationalism, but a particular totalitarian brand of it. We must demand to know what societies with secrets, as they like to call themselves, they belong to. Because those who are supposed to work in the open for the people cannot be allowed to hold secrets from the people. And we should all stop pretending that because we can buy as much plastic credit card bought toys and goodies in a time of glut, which is also deliberate, that everything is okay. The day will come when that will stop and you won't buy your little rewards. And then what do you fall back on? We've got to stop and break the silence. The silence must be broken now. Sorry for the tired blurb. It's been a hectic, hectic week. And so from Hamish, the dog, and myself, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you.
There's a cold of silence and I can't go on, I can't go on. 